0: Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream, the show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and
1: co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Okay, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. Roscoe here, your co-host, and once again joined by Jamie Glazier up there in Queensland, but soon to be back in Melbourne, I believe, Jamie. We might be catching up this week. Uh, how are you, Jamie? You well?
0: Very well, thank you. I'm glad you didn't say sunny Queensland because it, uh, it hasn't stopped raining here for over 48 hours, have a storm come through, so it's uh, it's our first experience with the uh, with the Queensland rains, but uh, I'm very well made, and yes, I'm coming back to Melbourne uh, on Wednesday for a week before Christmas to catch up with family, friends, yourself, have a hit of golf, um, so very much looking forward to, to getting back to those uh, beautiful grounds uh, of PK uh, for a few hits.
1: Well, if you join us over on the uh, Insight Golf Academy YouTube page, it's uh, very early days on the Insight Golf Academy YouTube page, but you might see uh, this little snippet of video and you'll see the holes that we might be playing on the, during the week. Uh, beautiful Peninsula Kingswood sitting there is my background, it's Jamie. Gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Now, it's been a pretty busy time in the world of uh, Dare to Dream slash Insight Golf and Jamie Glazier. You've got clients all around the world plying their trade back on tours, playing in tournaments and and performing and uh, and also one client that didn't go back on tour after we last spoke to him. So, let's have a little bit of an update on some of your clients and, and just let us know, you know, what they're up to because there's some some good stuff happening with uh, especially the guys that we've spoken to, JD and Gabby. So, let's let's talk about that for a bit before we get into what is today's topic and just I'll just announce that now. Cognitive consistency. Now, yeah,
0: look, interesting topic. I'm looking forward to sort of chatting to you about this, but um yeah, look, it's been a great a great week. Uh, JD uh, started back on the Latin America tour this week. He had conditional status, so he finished thirteenth at Tour School earlier in the year, and top twelve get their cards. So he sort of missed a full card, but had conditional status, which meant he he got uh, obviously got uh, into this week's first event of the season, and. Uh, He'd only played two competitive rounds of golf five days before the event, which were his first two competitive rounds of golf all year since his injury. He couldn't break 80 in the first uh, the first two events in his first tournament uh, a week ago. And this week, played Latin and uh, shot four under today to finish even par for 72 holes, made the cut, finished tied 36th, and uh, basically that will lock up uh, conditional uh, uh, full full status um, on that tour now when they do the the re rank, but uh, a really great start to the season for him just to to build that little bit of confidence back after so long away from the game today finishing with a with a four under par um, you know sixty eight it's just a great way to to, to finish that first week so his um, you know, interestingly, we spoke to him during the week multiple times and he said his golf swing's not in a great place at the moment. He's not hitting the ball as well as he'd like, but all the work that we've done on his mental game through that layoff, he said, was just phenomenal. He's, uh, his mental game just stood up really well to the competitive environment and, um, yeah, he's excited to, to travel. I think he's in the Dominican Republic next week for his last event of the year. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to to seeing him do that.
1: I'll just let everyone know, if, if you're joining us on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast for the first time, uh, JD is one of Jamie's clients. Please, maybe two or three episodes ago, we had a great interview with him, really powerful and emotive interview uh, with JD coming back from uh, injury and the work that he did in that offseason. So if, if you've already been following us along, you know JD and you've hopefully listened to that in- interview. But if you haven't and you're joining us now and you've just picked up the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, go back and listen to that one because really, really powerful stuff and really inspirational for someone, you know, to come back from that uh, challenge and that uh, the whole story was great. So anyway, who's next? Who's next on the rundown?
0: Um, well, Gabby's got uh, the U S open this week, obviously a ladies major, huge event. Um, she's played really solidly. Uh, I think this morning it's postponed at the moment, but she's two under through five and I think sitting in about tied 25th. So uh yeah, just a really, another really, really solid effort from Gab. Um, she probably hasn't felt like she's played quite her best golf this week. But, again, that's such a good testament to where she's at, making a cut in the U.S. Open, tied 25th with, you know, most of the final round to go without your A game. It just shows how competitive she is on that world stage, not just amateur golf, but, you know, the, uh, the professional ranks. So, um, yeah, exciting one for her to round out. The year she got um, included in the Arnold Palmer Cup, which is almost like the Ryder Cup for uh, amateur golfers, um, it's sort of the US twelve of the uh, of the top twelve amateur golfers and then twelve of the top international amateur golfers. Uh, so she's been included into that uh, that team, which I think is just maybe next week. Um, so so she's going well. And then finally, um, as we had on the uh, the podcast, the last two episodes, Herbie. Uh, Lucas Herbert just discussing his plan and how he's preparing to go to Dubai for the final two events of the season. Uh, well, he didn't end up going to Dubai. He uh, was in the car on the way to the airport and ready to go. But there was just this feeling of it's not the right decision for him to, to go and play those last events. Um, so we were sort of chatting as he was on the way to the airport. And uh, we basically said, mate, turn around take these last two events off, spend a month at home with your family and friends and, uh, you know, enjoy this, this time. Uh, If he did go to Dubai, he would have ended up being quarantined on Christmas day. Um, He would have only had, you know, maybe a week and a half with his family and friends before going to Abu Dhabi next, next, uh, early next year. And then he may not come back to Australia all year, depending upon his schedule. So he thought, you know, that was, that wasn't really the healthiest thing for him outside the golf course. So he chose to stay home and he's having a blast and uh, we're going to catch up for a hit with him on Friday, you and I. So uh, um, yeah, we're just looking forward to that. So yeah, he just decided, you know, to take the two events off, obviously, you know, the race to Dubai final, which he was 10th on the, uh, on the rankings um, and the top 10 get a start in the British open. So him not going, basically he went that, um, that position in, in the British Open, um, but that's just one way to qualify. There's multiple ways yeah. he can qualify for the Open, and so uh, yeah. Um,
1: I can I can only imagine what was. Well, I can't imagine really. I'll rephrase that. I can't imagine what was going through the young man's head in that drive from Bendigo down to Melbourne Airport, faced with you know the, the potential excitement of playing. You know, back in back in big golf tournaments, but that whole scenario of missing uh, precious time after a challenging year uh, for everyone, um, and yeah. and and just having to make that decision, you know, it, it to me, I guess, it signifies that his mental space is pretty well shaped, you know, because he's able to make those and identify what was going on for him, and then make a decision based on that, and yeah. and 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 use that in the whole context of what he's got forward. Uh, to look forward to next year
0: yeah yeah absolutely and I think that's what we learned last year with the journey that we went through Um, you know all our decisions are based now around his happiness and overall well-being Mm. if he's if he's in a great place he he makes golf look really easy yeah but when he's not he he makes you know walking down the street uh difficult like but that's all of us you know it's we have to be We have to be happy and we have to have this really good balance and and overall well-being for us to function in anything we do in life. And, you know, I was so proud of him for reaching out on the way to the airport and just like this doesn't feel right. There's something that's not sitting well with me. And he knew that if he went while feeling like that, he probably wasn't going to perform well then he was probably not going to be in a great place. And then he's got to sit in a hotel room for two weeks by himself and mull it over. Mm. And then on Christmas day, be in there by himself, that could potentially put him in a, in a bad place ready to start next year. And that's just, for us, it just was not worth it. Um, no matter how much money was on the line or, you know, the race to the yeah. final or big event. But so for him, it definitely showed that that self-awareness and, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was really, really good to see. So um, yeah, we're looking forward to a good break and then we're to hit the ground running in Abu Dhabi and, and then hope to, to have, you know, 2021 is the year that, um, you know, he, he can break through to that next level.
1: Very good. Well, it's uh, important that we keep everyone up to date with uh, all of those clients and I'm sure people were wondering, you know, not seeing Lucas at the tournament. So it's just our way of, of sharing. Yep. There's a the reason why. And, uh, yep. and thank you for everyone to following on, uh, all of your clients and and taking their interest in them. Now the important stuff for the everyday golfers like me and uh, everyone else listening, some learnings, some learnings, cognitive consistency. It sounds like a a big term, but I think uh, once you describe it, it's relatively easy to understand. And I think it's a relatively, not a relative, it's a very valuable process to understand. And I think something that everyone can take something out of and apply to help them get better at their golf. So let's, let's go into cognitive consistency, Jamie. What what does it mean when you're coaching these guys and then club golfers as well?
0: Yep. Yeah, look, it's been interesting. The last couple of weeks, uh, it's a topic that's come up a hell of a lot. Hence the reason uh, I wanted to sort of have an episode on it is whether it be, so cognitive consistency is just making sure that your mind is being consistent with what it's attaching to during a round of golf, what it's focusing on, how it's applying its attention and its energy, trying to be as consistent as we can. And a couple of weeks ago, um, actually it was Friday week ago, Jackie and I played a round of golf. We went down to got a Tweed. We played our first round of golf for God knows how long. Um, and... It was really interesting because I actually played really quite nicely. And I started to think about well, why does golf feel quite easy to me today when I haven't actually, I probably haven't touched a club for at least six weeks. Um, I haven't played a the golf for like a full round of golf for over f- like probably close to five months. And it feels really easy. And after about six holes, I realized that it's just my mind was running through the same process for every shot irrespective of the outcome, I wasn't being reactive to outcomes and changing what my mind was focusing on. I was just running the same system in my mind, not only over every shot, but more importantly, just prior to every shot. So in my pre-shot phase, my mind was just running the same system. And what I realized was, and, and I've realized it for years, hence, you know, I teach people this thing, but for me, that the power was when I'm creating that that consistency of thought and that consistency of attention, the level of comfort, comfortability that I experience is so high. There's very little stress, anxiety, or stress because I'm just running the same system. And it was a really, you know, powerful one for me. And then over the following few weeks, it started to really I suppose, come up a lot in sessions around how when we we're debriefing tournament rounds with clients that, you know, every three or four holes, their mind was running a different system because they were reacting to the outcome. They didn't allow themselves to fall into that pattern of of rhythm and and consistency and consistency. Um, So that was quite an interesting one. But then when we broke down their pre-shot process, and this is where the the cognitive consistency comes from a routine point of view, is in their pre-shot routine, they're having some practice swings and their mind's thinking about their their mechanics or they're thinking about certain uh, elements of of their swing. But then they're actually asking their mind to do something completely different in the real shot. And that, to me, that just doesn't make sense. It's not like we can switch our, our brain on and off like that. It's we we run a system, uh, a thought pattern, and that, that takes us down a certain neural pathway. We can't just stop and then access a completely new neural pathway. We've got to actually almost reverse and then start again. And in a process, in a routine, the brain just doesn't function that way. So... We have to have the pre-shot and the and the real shot to be as similar as, as one another as possible um, or certainly relate to things. And that's where that cognitive consistency comes into it. If, if I ask a client, uh, what is your mind doing in the real shot, they need to explain that. And then I just say to them, I want you to do that in your rehearsal. It's not a practice swing anymore. This is a rehearsal for the big show.
1: So if I think about that in terms of who we've spoken to recently, recently you know, Gabby, one thing distinctly remember, is she talks about what's happening out there. Yeah. So to use it to an everyday goal, for example, you know, if you're thinking about what's happening out there, but then it, as you're rehearsing, you're thinking about your hand path or, or your grip or, or whatever it is, Yeah. that's not cognitive consistency.
0: No. No, that's right. right. That's, that's, that's internal attention and external attention. And, and they are completely different. So if we're rehearsing with internal attention, okay, we're focusing on our body movements, um, uh, our wrist position, joint angles, all those sort of things, yet then when we get over the ball, we want to have a good connection to the ball flight and the target. That's just that's not going to work. So, um, you know, having that rehearsal where we're, where we're actually getting that that out there sort of connection, that, that ball flight, that target, Having that be the thing that drives the feel of the swing, then that's something that you're going to be able to achieve in the real shot. So, um, but then when we look at the inconsistency, and I'll call it running a system, it's just what your mind is running through during the, the golf shot or, or the rehearsal phase. When we are consistent, as I said earlier, that sense of comfortability and that sense of, I know what I'm going to do in this moment is one of the most powerful things we can, we can actually, you know, achieve, especially under competitive stress. So if we've got a really nice round going, we're through 12 holes, we're two up on our handicap and we're like, okay, I can have a good round here. When we have that cognitive consistency in place, the sense of, I'm in control of this moment, not this moment is going to be in control of me, is so powerful it can actually help you to to continue to play well through those last sort of final three to five holes where we know the stress is at its highest point. We we know the outcome. We're a couple up on a handicap. Um, We're inviting that in because that's why we all play and we all practice is to to play well. But when we are running that consistent system, and I remember – you know, the podcast we spoke about a while ago where I had 40 points that day um, where I was just – it was one of the first rounds of golf I triggered my competitiveness after my shoulder injury from last year and all I sort of wanted to do was I'm going to compete today but I'm going to compete with focusing on one process and one process only for the entire round and I'm not going to change it. I don't I don't care what I shoot because I'd come off that that period of 12 months or so with my injury where I was having – 14 points, 20 points, I wasn't competing at all. And it was it was just that cognitive consistency that allowed me to feel the nerves, excitement of playing a good round of golf, but it enabled me to step up there over the final two or three holes and execute, and execute really well because I was the one that was in control. So that's where the, the cognitive consistency is just so powerful.
1: Hear some of the listeners at home in their minds going, "Yeah, I I, I get it. I'm I'm working towards that." And I can also hear them thinking, "Wow, I, I see so many golfers uh, on a week to week basis that they are just so far apart from achieving cognitive consistency because they are doing the things that we were talking about. You know, their rehearsal and their their pre shot is is so far apart from." you know, thinking about target focus and ball flight and considering all of that sort of concept. So, yeah, you know, that awareness is to 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 be aware of, you know, where you're at in that scale and that system for yourself is a, a really powerful thing to start to um, put into practice. And, you know, it's like anything, it doesn't happen overnight. You know, it's something you've got to practice and train and, and really focus on. Um, are there any well, tips it's for... Sorry, go it's on.
0: Interesting. It's interesting, Roscoe, because we we gave away these couple of prizes on the Instagram uh, page and the Facebook page. And what you said then about it doesn't happen overnight. It's actually quite an interesting one Um, because beneath the surface, a lot of golfers have a really good foundation. Okay. Now it doesn't matter whether they're off low mark, middle handicap or high handicap. They've got a really solid foundation compared to their handicap, but it's all the cognitive uh, muddy. I call it sort of muddied waters. There's so much going on. The, the, the waters aren't calm and clear. They're all, all the, the the mud or the dirt beneath the water, sort of you know, coming up to the surface and making things quite cloudy. But as part of the prize, Brenton, uh, one of our uh, one of our followers and one of our friends from Cobra Puma he won one of the prizes and he had a 30-minute session. Now, in that 30-minute session, all we did was we gave him clarity around one or two things that he wants to make a priority when he goes out to play. We used the next three rounds as guinea pig rounds, I called them. We're like, we don't care what happens. These are our guinea pig rounds. You just need to commit to the process and we'll learn a lot from it, which enabled him to stop being reactive to the outcome. And I got a message from him Saturday afternoon. We had a chat on Thursday. Okay. So 48 hours later, I get a message. Mate, can't thank you enough for the prize. I learned so much in that half an hour from the follow-up and from the follow-up audio summary. Then my first round at Spring Valley, five days after our chat, and this happens. Handicap of 10, 42 points. Um. He said nine birdie putts within 15 feet, only hold one, um, which is he had 42 points and only made one of nine from inside 15 feet. So the opportunity, you know, one or two more putts hold. Um, So, you know, it's just the results can – and my 40-point round was exactly that as well. I had no history of playing good golf. Um, I hadn't played to my handicap for a long time, let alone 40 points. But when I make my focus point one thing and one thing only, and I commit to that and I value uh, and judge, so to speak, judge my own performance on that and that only, not where the ball finishes or what, what score I write down, that creates the clarity, the cognitive consistency. It empowers us so much. Then we stop being reactive to the outcome and we actually start to feel like we are in control of golf because I know, you know, the thing that a lot of people have given us feedback on is golf is controlling them. Mm. It's up and down, which we've all experienced. Any yeah. golfer that's played longer than three rounds of golf knows how much of a roller coaster ride it is. So, to be able to get control back over that for for a round of golf or a period of time, it's just it's so empowering.
1: It was uh, great to see that story from uh, Brenton and. Uh, we probably might get Brenton on just to elaborate on that and, you yeah, know, have a, a bit of a deeper dive on that at some stage, if he's happy to, I'm sure he is. And, uh, and also shout out to Brendan. So yeah. the two winners, Brenton and Brendan, Brendan. Uh, Brendan up your way and Gimpy. Yeah. Uh, also um, a great, great man, very passionate golfer. I've uh, hosted uh, Brendan down at PK and also at uh, St. Andrews, uh, the Dunes I think last year uh, yeah. around president's cup time. Great man, but um, yeah, you know, random, random draw winners. And, uh, but just great supporters of the podcast and the mental mastery, uh, and 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 the Facebook. Both, Facebook both,
0: yeah. They both are definitely, uh, wanna you know, going to come on the podcast. I think maybe even next episode, we get Brenton on, um, and then we do a, maybe a follow-up episode in a couple of months just to see how, you know, how that's been progressing and, and Brendan as well. So I think, yeah, you know, get, get, get some guests on the show that are actually club level golfers like yep. you and I, um, as opposed to these, you know, superstar golfers that, uh, that, you know, you and I can't relate to from a, uh, from a performance point of view. But um, I think, you know, getting Brenton on will be, uh, and, and Brendan on once he's had, you know, a couple of rounds under his belt will, will be fantastic.
1: So the key summary points of of improving cognitive consistency, if someone's going to go out and try and put this and take this as their learning and put that yep. into play tomorrow, what yep. are the, what are the, what's the three point or the, the points of takeaway that they need to go this, this, and this.
0: So keeping it really simple is to, is, you know, using that Guinea pig philosophy of, okay, I'm going to use three rounds of golf. Um, and I spoke about this with Brendan as well, depending upon now, I'm not a big, I don't care much about handicaps, but most club-level golfers do. So having a look at your your handicap, uh, your cards, like if, if you've got a couple of free rounds of golf, so to speak, before a flag round comes off, then you um, might say to yourself, okay, there's five rounds before a flag round comes off. I'm going to use the next two rounds of golf as freebies, as guinea pig rounds, and I'm going to focus on, One process and one process only. Now that can be in your pre-shot and your in-shot. So during that performance, or it can be as an overall mindset uh, for the round of golf. For example, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to react and drag any meaning from one shot to another. If I hit a tee ball left on the first, I'm going to step up on the second and just detach from meaning. Uh, from any meaning of that first one. It doesn't mean I'll hit this one left. Like pick an attitude or a mindset, pick a process to focus on committing to for the entire round of golf. Um, and then just use those guinea pig rounds to, to do that. And that only and measure yourself during the round of golf based on how well are you doing staying committed to that one process or that one mindset um, and only one. And uh, I think, everyone that commits to that process will realise in the first six or seven holes how comfortable they feel. Now, they may not, this is not about ball striking and improving your swing and, and, and you know, this is about understanding that, you know, golf is made up of imperfection, golf is made up of poor shots, um, but it's those poor shots, it, once we allow those to be there and don't react to them, And we understand that I can still have a good score in the face of these poor shots. I think that's the important thing Mm. is that we hit a couple of bad shots and we think, Oh no, I can't have a good round today. But this is the big separating factor between a professional and an amateur is a professional knows that they're going to hit a few bad shots out there, but it doesn't mean they still can't go out there and shoot 65. Mm. Now, if we get, when we get Brenton on the show, he had 42 points and i ask him mate was it was it a perfect round of golf i'm sure he's going to go far from it
1: yeah
0: i hit a couple of horrible shots but he understood with that cognitive consistency he understood that that's okay it doesn't mean i still can't put a good score together so i think that's the big the one of the big limiters in mindset with amateur golfers is is you know that that relationship to a poor shot and how much they think it means it's going to interrupt their their score when, in reality, it, it, it doesn't.
1: Very good. Well, there you go, everyone. Take that feedback, take that advice, and you know, import that into your own game and see how you go over those uh, next three guinea pig rounds. and And let us know. Uh, jump onto the uh, Instagram. Um, the YouTube, wherever you want to you know, connect with us, please let us give us some feedback because uh, I'm also the, um, the Facebook group is probably the best group, the Mental Mastery uh, yeah. private Facebook group. If you haven't jumped into there, jump into that. And, uh, we'll, we'll add you in, no problems. But uh, that'd be great if you do leave us some feedback and that you are listening and learning. Now, um, Jamie, there's some other parts of your world that uh, you're involved in that uh, I'm looking forward to, to learning more about. And that's uh, the work in the Insight Golf Academy another program in the final stages of release what, what what can we look forward to there
0: yeah um the pre-shot routine course which is a really for me a, a, a powerful course because of I get a lot of clients come to me and say they've worked on their pre-shot routine and I I, I look at what they're doing and I'm like well there, there's no you're not going to actually get much return on investment for the work you're putting in there because of a b and c so I think it's The course is great to give people some understanding of the the different phases of a routine and the the three Cs that we've spoken about in this podcast, the clarity, confidence and commitment and how they should become the priorities in your routine. Um, But, again, it's about creating that cognitive consistency in that process as well. So, yeah, we're sort of in the final stages of finishing that up. Um, We are probably at this stage, this time of the year, Looking to launch that very, very early January is the first course for the new year, um, uh, which will be great. And then, you know, you and I have thrown around some ideas around uh, a goal-setting course to um, to lead into the end of the year just for everyone. We know that that podcast earlier in the year uh, was a really popular one. So I think uh, putting a little course together for for uh, everyone in regards to goal-setting for 2021, especially after the shite year that we've all had, twenty twenty, um, yeah. I think could be could be really useful.
1: Absolutely, mate. Well, they're great programs. Uh, the goal setting podcast last year was one of the, or um, the, well, this year, sorry, uh, it was a big rating one. Uh, people loved that, and I yeah. think, as you say, it'll be a very va- valuable process for everyone to uh, to engage with. So, yeah, let's put some work into that and see if what we can uh, what we can do to help people. Now, we're catching up this week. We've got a game of golf. Uh, it's not every day that um, someone like me gets to play golf with a, a European Tour star, a winner on the European Tour, uh, top 100 golfer in the AWGR. And, uh, yeah, what can I expect? What should I, what should I be mentally preparing myself for?
0: Well, I can guarantee you this. I don't think you should be mentally preparing yourself to play with Lucas Herbert when he's in game mode. Okay. When he's, you know, yep. he's, uh, he's been back home, he's been eating Palmers he's been having a few drinks, he, he bought an old school vintage set of clubs that he's been using and he loves. So he's going to bring those out um, and uh, he's just going to have a blast. So, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be expecting this tidy competitive package that, uh, that we normally see Herbie uh, on the TV. He's going to be, um, you know, just uh, in holiday mode, which will be a bunch of fun.
1: Well, he let one rip at me. He let me he let a ripper go at me last uh, time on the podcast about my short game. So I'm fully preparing for that sort of uh, level of banter.
0: Oh, I can I can guarantee he'll be brutal.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, it's going to be a good test. So, <laughs> I better have a you know, I better have a guinea pig round.
0: <laughs> but he he gives it, but he can take it. So um, yeah, no, it'll, it'll be a fun day. We'll have a blast. So we'll. Uh, We'll try and put some content up uh, on the social media uh, of that round. So, um,
1: and I'm, I'm just looking forward to the show—the show between you and he. I think the banter is all going to be directed uh, th- that way and that way. So, uh, <laughs> please, please, golf gods, let me have my
0: first hole in one, please.
1: Oh uh, well, well, so, mate, uh, great, great episode. Well done. Thanks for bringing that. Uh, important value to to everyone and to myself and uh everyone that listens i know the feedback that i get uh, privately uh, is re- really really powerful so looking forward to seeing yeah. you again it's been a while
0: yeah. and
1: um until you next too, time man. until next time everyone jump over to the insight golf academy jump over to the youtube any way that you can get your information we we, we are here to support so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on the mental mastery golf podcast
0: For listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental
1: Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast.